Hello everyone, it's lovely to have you along for this uh, podcast. My name is Barry and thank you for joining me at the NHS Specialist Pharmacy Service podcast about the role of pharmacy technicians. And it's great to have with me Emma Lowe, who is a medicines optimization pharmacy technician for care homes in Trafford in Manchester. Have I got that right, Emma? You have, yeah. Thanks, Barry. Fantastic. And you're part of NHS Greater Manchester Integrated Care. I am, yeah, Trafford locality. Oh, fantastic. And I suspect you're very, very busy, but you've fitted some time in for us for this coffee break um, podcast and Emma I don't know if you remember the webinar that we were on we were preparing just a few minutes ago for this and saying that the um, pharmacy technician webinar that that you attended was really busy wasn't it it was it was a lot of chat I know and you and you put in the box about how you were doing um a lot of stuff with structured medication reviews. So I've got some questions that I'm going to ask. And the purpose of this really is for people to hear maybe other pharmacy technicians, maybe GP practices, maybe your primary care networks about your role and what you've been doing. But just to get us going, Emma, tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe about, you know, what you've done in your career to date. Um, so I started off as a um, Saturday counter assistant um, at the age of 16. Mm. Um, with one of the big multiples. Yes. Um, did that through college for a couple of years. Um, then there was no progression at that time. Um, mm. So I left pharmacy. Um, but three years later, I really missed it and the interaction with the customers. Um, so I came back as a counter assistant, worked my way up to trainee dispenser and then lead oh, dispenser. Wow. Yes. Um, and again, once I'd got to lead dispenser, there was no other progression. Um, accuracy yeah. checkers weren't a thing back then in those yeah. days. Yeah. Um, so I decided to self-fund the BTEC course. Yes. Um, which my employer at the time was um, very supportive with. Yeah. Um, once I qualified from that, I left to work in um, in a city hospital as a yeah. ward-based pharmacy technician. And I was there for about 13 years Gosh. Um, and a lot of experience within the hospital um, different specialities, different wards. Yeah. Um, and again, through lack of progression, I switched into care homework in 2019. Wow. Do you know, Emma, it's really interesting listening to that because there's two things that strike me about what you've just said there. The first one is, is a couple of times you've talked about reaching a ceiling. Yeah. where there wasn't the progression and you've taken the initiative to sort of go and take another avenue to get where you want to be and the other thing is is you've self-funded stuff to advance yourself and yeah. I, i'm probably going to embarrass you but i find that really inspiring um because the um company i was working for at the time when i did my mm -hmm. dispenser course um, it wasn't recognized outside of the company mm. so without moving somewhere else uh, yeah. without having that qualification of the BTEC um, there, there wasn't anything else for me to do within there so yeah. Um, yeah. that was the other option really. Yeah I mean I know we're not here to talk about this primarily um, on this podcast and this is only a brief detour but what would you say to a junior technician who's listening to this and is just feeling they've reached a bit of a sort of buffer of where they want to go brief um, words of wisdom i would say have a look at different um like you say different avenues 
yeah. don't think because you work in say a community pharmacy that's all you could ever do or yeah. because you're in a hospital pharmacy you don't have the skills to move into community or industry or yeah. primary care um there's so many different avenues now for technicians and um, yeah. so yeah there's lots of opportunities Oh, brilliant. I know that wasn't kind of in our script, but I just think that's enormously helpful for people to think about. So, Emma, the reason that we asked you to do a podcast for us is because you're involved in structured medication reviews in your care home work. Yes. And I just wondered if you could tell us briefly what it is you do as a pharmacy technician for SMRs. So with the SMRs, um, I do most of the background work um, yes. for the clinical pharmacist. So what that would involve is um, getting a list of patients from either um, the GP or the care home that they wanted to be reviewed, um, then accessing their medical records through EMIS, which is what all our GPs in Trafford use. Yeah. Um, we would have a look at the medicines list. I would go through each of the medicines individually to look at when they were started, um, mm. at the very first initiation and the reason for them um, and just make notes of whether that was still indicated. Yes. Um, I would also look at um, most recent blood results. Yes. Um, if there's any abnormalities, um, highlight those to the pharmacist. Yeah. Um, and work out things like um, the creatinine clearance with renal right. function and look at the anticholinergic burden scores. Yes. That would all be documented down. Um, yeah. And then a few days later, I would visit the care home and speak to either staff or a resident, if there was a resident was able to talk to me, just to ask about the medicines, um, how the resident takes them, um, are they taken appropriately as on as they're prescribed rather yeah. than um, as the resident feels like it. Yes. Um, any refused doses, things like that. Um, and I always make sure things like weights and blood pressures are up to date because quite often um, we do find that they're a little yeah. bit out of date on the GP systems. Yeah. That's a huge amount, Emma. I mean, first yeah. of all, do, 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 do you enjoy it? I do, yeah. I find it yeah. really, really useful. Yeah. And it's quite a load to do as well. I mean, when I was a junior working in a hospital, we had to use, you know, do these things all our ourselves i suppose i'm thinking about you know i don't know how how did you feel when you first were asked to work out the renal functions and um making sure you know interpreting blood results was that a scary thing to start with or do you feel you took to it quite easily um i think because of my experience within the hospital environment mm. um that's something that i would have done um, as part of being a, a ward-based technician there. Yes. Um, and also, um, I completed the clinical diploma um, yes. while I was at hospital. So again, that gave me extra clinical skills. Yes, yeah. Um, so if, if say, if somebody working in another sector of practice that didn't have your experience and training was thinking, I really like the sound of what Emma's doing, mm -hmm. um, but do I have to go that route? Is, is, it, is that the only route that you can get to, to do, you know, to be upskilled to do what you do, do you think? No, not at all. I mean, a lot of what I do has come from experience from working with pharmacists mm. um, and using things that are available on the internet, like the MDCalc website, yes. Um, yes. which is amazing um, mm. for working out things like your crescent clearances. Mm. You don't have to remember the calculation. Yeah. It's yeah. there for you. Yeah. 
So this is where I've got to get you to blow a bit of your own trumpet, Emma, so please don't be shy. What difference do you think you and your role makes within SMRs? And, you know, they're, they're a big deal, aren't they, SMRs now? What, what difference do you make? Um, I think I have more time than the clinical pharmacists do. To It can take sometimes hours to go through past medical records and trawl mm. through hospital letters and discharge prescriptions to find out exactly the reason um, a medication was started. Um, so I think from that aspect, me doing that frees the pharmacist time up to look at more the more complex residents mm. in the care home, um, mm. those that, um, for instance, are on like enteral feeds and might need dose adjusting with peg feeds and things like that. Um, mm so they can get on with the complex clinical work mm -hmm. um, while I'm doing all the background checks. Yeah, but actually it sounds like you're contributing to the complex clinical work because, you know, you're not just a data gatherer, you're interpreting information. Are you kind of contributing to decisions? Are you making recommendations, whether it ranges from um, say missed doses or adherence issues. Well, what sort of contribution do you think you make over and above just the data? Not just the data gathering. Yeah. I nearly said it wrong there, but but you get what I mean. What what, what do you feel yeah. you do? So, for instance, if we um, work out, so if I'm doing a medicine review and I work out a creatinine clearance mm. and it's um, on the low side, and I'll check on mm. medication, um, I'll check on like the SPC. Um, yes. If there's any um, dose adjustment needed, and I would mm. recommend um, things like that. So medicines need to be stopped or reviewed. Mm. Um, mm. Obviously, I wouldn't stop them myself. That would be the discussion yeah. between the pharmacist and the GP. Um, yeah. But I would highlight it that that needed to be discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and same with things um, for like the anticholinergic burden scores. If the mm. scores are quite high, um, yeah. I would make a list of the each of the individual drugs that were contributing to that score um, and again that would be down to the pharmacist to review and see if mm. anything could be re reduced or stopped. Mm. Mm. So that's a really valuable contribution. Oh, how I wish I'd had somebody like you to work with Emma when I, you know, I, I was very fortunate when I worked in a hospital to have MMTs, medicines management technicians yeah. on the ward and I can see how that makes a contribution there. Um, we're getting towards the end of our time. I'm just thinking about what you think, Emma, are your unique skills and knowledge that you bring to the team as a pharmacy technician, particularly thinking about SMRs? Um, I think because I have the um, experience of cross-sector working, so mm. I've got the experience of working in a community and preparing the MDS racks for care homes, for instance, that gives me um, a better insight to the care home medication mm. um, and also doing the medicines reconciliation on the wards in the hospital. Um, mm. That gives me those skills for doing it for the care home residents. Mm. Um, I think as a technician, um, you have an excellent eye for detail, particularly as an accuracy yeah. tracker. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. can spot things like missed doses on a MAR chart you can pick them up fairly quickly um, mm. and also quantities on um, GP records. So, you know what a monthly cycle, you multiply everything in 28s. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, so, it's, so you know your 28 times table. Yes, slowly, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's really good. Now, Emma, you've been so kind because before we pressed the record button, you told me that you'd done some preparation. Is there anything that you'd prepared that you've not said that you'd really like to get across for our listeners? Um, no, I think we've covered everything, but I think um, the technician role is expanding so much and there's going to be there's so much um, opportunity for development. Yeah. Um, I think on the webinar there was um, comments as a, well, we're not clinical, that's the pharmacist's job. Um, and I would have to argue with that because my role is hugely clinical. Um, and I think without me, there'd be a lot more pressure on the pharmacists. Mm um to do their work so i think we're invaluable really absolutely well all i can say is i hope you get bought lots of chocolates emma and and <laughs> some as well so uh well emma thank you so much for spending time with us today on this podcast we really appreciate it um so thank you folks for listening if you'd like to hear more of our podcast from the nhs specialist pharmacy service please do follow us it's a little bit of a, an acronym here, but it's soundcloud.com forward slash NHS underscore SPS. And if you haven't done so already, please register on the SPS website, which is sps.nhs.uk for regular updates about our events and resources. We're going to be recording more podcasts in this series. We hope you find them helpful. And from Emma and Sue, our lovely administrator and myself, thank you very much for listening. Thank you.